Good morning and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. Here at Jew in the City, we like to introduce our listeners to all different types of Orthodox Jews um, and Orthodox Jews that are doing acts of kindness, Orthodox Jews that are out of the box, really Orthodox Jews that defy stereotypes. There's sort of a certain mold or model that we see again and again in traditional media of what Orthodox Jews look like and talk like and act like. Um, and here we want to show you examples that are not seen in most other places to broaden people's horizons, um, to broaden people's horizons who are outside of the community. Um, if they have a curiosity about Jewish observance and want to know if, you know, who they are or what they do could fit into an observant Jewish life. And we want to empower people in the community to be reminded that the box is not as small as you may have been raised to believe that it is. There are certain things that are standard in some communities and that most people do, but it's okay. And maybe it's even encouraged sometimes to do things out of the box and really um, to make sure that the box is big enough to hold you as a human being. Obviously, there are limitations. The box of halacha does not extend indefinitely, but um, sometimes it just takes a little bit of creativity and a chance to you know, kind of hear what other people are up to. Um, and so today's guest, I think, really fits into the out-of-the-box uh, conversation. We are talking to Michal Schick, who I think she would call herself um, part of the the fandom or the the nerd or geek world. She is one of the co-hosts of Nice Jewish Fangirls, which is a podcast around Orthodox Jewish women who are into fandom. Now, um, I was a nerd growing up, but I was a nerd before it was cool. Um, now we have this <laughs> thing that's geek chic. So apparently there's a whole new thing where now nerdy is cool so i'm not sure if cool is nerdy but michal maybe you know give us a little bit of a background when did being a nerd and when did being a geek become cool i mean i have some ideas about maybe culturally when it started from a couple of tv shows i'm thinking of but do you have any thoughts on kind of when and how this started in our society yeah i mean i think it's it's a really interesting phenomenon that people have kind of come to accept that the stuff that they like, uh, maybe guiltily, they don't have to like guiltily, and the market has picked up on that. I think, you know, when you have huge cultural things like Harry Potter and like Lost, these these stories transcend like the typical boundaries of like who's a nerd and who's not a nerd. And I think you let, it, it opened the door to a lot of people exploring you know, genre stories that they wouldn't otherwise have. And when you have, you know, uh, you know, Marvel with, with all of their movies and kind of making this into something, making nerd subjects something that isn't defined by being alone or being, you know, uncool, it's, it's defined by enjoying something with a lot, a lot of other people. I think that's, that's really great. And I think it's broken down a lot of barriers. So my theory is, I'm curious to hear what you think. I feel like the show Big Bang Theory made um, nerd cool. Do you agree? Was that sort of a cultural phenomenon thing that kind of brought geek to chic? You know, I don't know. I think that the the nerd on Big Bang, like the, the, the nerd ethos on Big Bang Theory is still a little bit like, it's still seen as a little bit unusual, um, okay. but I think that it definitely was a 
factor in in kind of maybe bringing that appreciation of fiction and of genre stories uh, to a wider audience and being like, yeah, these people might like these things and be into them more than you are, but they're still like great characters that you can know and love. So I guess maybe there's like sort of this breaks up into two different categories because they're sort of like the fiction and these stories, which I might want you to like speak more about, and then sort of like the nerds themselves. Because what I'm thinking about in terms of cultural stuff, and maybe you just have a different reading about this, I'm thinking like Big Bang Theory, Glee, and then like the dot-com industry as sort of making nerds cool that like people saw nerds and sort of the geeks or the people that didn't fit into the cool crowd suddenly on the screen and people to watch. Um, And then dot-coms, like, you know, some of these just like completely nerdy computer geeks um, are suddenly rich and now, you know, money is, um, you know, what people run to and value. And so suddenly, um, you know, being able to uh, start a, a new company out of your mom's basement um, can make, a, you know, a nerdy guy cool. But maybe you mean something differently. I'm saying maybe when you say, you know, fandom and, um, you know, the fangirl thing, is that more because you're talking more about loss and you're talking about Harry Potter. So uh, am I talking about something different than you or the people that I'm talking about, the ones that follow these stories, but really what you are in the genre for is for those stories themselves. Is my cl- question clear? Um, yeah, I mean, for me, like definitely being a nerd is synonymous with fiction, but I definitely know what you mean, that there is that kind of, uh, that that person who like would be ostracized otherwise because of their interest in like science or, you know, those kind of things. Um, and I, I, do, I do think that's a really good point of people expanding their view of what, like, I mean, really it's expanding whether you're talking about fiction or about like, intellect or, you know, ability, you know, to, to create something out of, out of something that didn't seem valuable. Um, it's really about expanding what people think is normal, right? And mm-hmm. that is, is something that I think those two categories of nerds, because there are a lot of distinctions and this is something that I, I think about a lot. Like what, like is science a fandom? Um, I'm still not sure. Um, but I know that is what, what I just missed what you is. said is what is science. Oh, is, is science fandom. Aha. Uh-huh. Right. Exactly. So because I'm thinking also as you're sort of talking more about like these stories that people are following, um, I always thought and obviously like nerds in the traditional sense, like the kind that I was in school that like, you know, followed the rules and got good grades. Um, and so what future did I have except to become an Orthodox Jew? Um, I feel like <laughs> a lot of times people break up in terms of their subjects as like math science people and like more like literature people. So I feel like you're sort of coming at the fandom and nerd thing from the storyline thing. Um, but I guess it's sort of people that don't fit into the mold really is maybe just the overarching. And what about like dungeon and dragons? I feel like that's sort of part of the like nerd ethos or that's not anything that you do or that your people do. Oh no. I mean, I, I actually haven't personally played Dungeons and dragons. I keep meaning yeah. to find a game, but it's actually, it's quite an involved thing. So it's not something you can really do casually. Um, yeah. But I, I, that's definitely part of it, and that that to me is also like creativity and story, and because nerds are are people who, even if they don't want to create themselves, and I think this goes for any any kind of nerd, they appreciate the act of creativity and creation and whatever form that takes. So mm-hmm. you know, because you you can't you can't love Harry Potter, you can't sort yourself into a house and and imagine your life at Hogwarts without wanting 
to be a builder and appreciate what's been what's been built. And the same goes for for you know somebody who can't stop who can't put down the science textbook. Like it's it's the exact same thing. It just I think manifests in slightly different ways. So, and as you're talking about Harry Potter, I'm saying we're talking about a book that's probably one of the greatest selling books of all times. I mean, my children are obsessed with that. Um, and, you know, Purim, they wanted to dress up as, and uh, we have a whole theme park and movies. And so at a certain point, it seems like the stuff that people were sort of not like everyone else and sort of ostracized it on the outs, it's become so mainstream, not just like the characters on Big Bang Theory that are still like socially awkward and weird, but like I'm saying, if you're including this now in nerd culture or fandom, um, have we just all become nerds, or um, th- has it sort of lost its meaning a little bit if it's become so um, widespread and and popularized, or do you see that as just sort of I don't know, more people are into this, but that that's a good thing, and you can be a nerd even if you're not uh, separate. Um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I think it's it's definitely I'm I'm all for boundaries being broken down. I don't think that I don't think it's good that people you know would define activities that really don't have like a value either way. Like like I don't know why it used to be that like going to a convention that would celebrate you know a story um, or like where you you could meet your favorite actors. Like why would that be less cool than like going to a signing and meeting your favorite sports, you know, player. Like, I, I think that there, there have been categories for a really long time, and I think that people are kind of moving away from those. I mean, I, I still do think that there are degrees of nerd, because there, there just are. Like, for, for any topic, there's going to be people who are, like, more into it and more willing to invest time and energy and, and their life uh, into it than others. Um, so I think there are degrees, but I don't think that, I don't think that like nerd being popular reduces the, the, um, the, the power factor. of the word nerd. I think it just kind of is a natural fulfillment of it because a lot of people were nerds and didn't admit it, you know, or a lot of people were nerds and then thought they had to grow, grow out of it, you know? And I think now people are like, no, it's, it's just another hobby. It's just something else that you like and enjoy. So we've spoken a lot now about sort of just like nerd culture and what even this means, but we are a Jewish show. So I want to talk a little bit about like, you know, who you are as a Jew, where you come from Jewishly, how you grew up Jewishly, what your Jewish education was. Um, and then I want to get back to how those two different pieces of you intersect. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll let you know if I ever make total sense of it myself. Um, okay. <laughs> but, uh, I grew up, um, as a, um, I guess I would call it an open-minded Beit Yaakov. Um, my mother is, my mother is a Balachuva, so she, uh, always was very, um, adamant that, that me and my siblings would have, um, reading and educational television and, um, you know, and technology, uh, that was very much something that, that she valued and still values. Uh, but at the same time I went to Beit Yaakov and had a very rigorous um, yeshiva education, basically. I mean, we didn't call it yeshiva, but uh, but you might call it that. Um, and so those two things for me, like, they, they, it didn't occur to me that they contradicted uh, until I think I got a little older and realized that not everyone, you know, not everyone read Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings after 
Shabbos dinner. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think it's been it's been a complicated thing because there are things that you grow up thinking on both ends in terms of like, you know, my my base of education and my my background and that um, does kind of incline me to be strict in a lot of religious areas. Uh, and then also I watch a lot of television. It's part of what I do for my job, you know. Um, so it's, it, it is interesting. But I, I don't think that, like, I, I reject the idea that there's anything inherently contradictory. I think that people, I think that, you know, being Orthodox and being from is part of, it's part of you. It's part of the way you live your life. And it's not something that has to um chop options out of your life wholesale. So just in terms of, you said, growing up, you're in this environment, but then you're reading books and you find out other people are not not reading them. Where were you even getting the ideas to pick up a Harry Potter or a Lord of the Rings? Um, so, I mean, it's in terms of Harry Potter, it's kind of a funny story. My mother um, was always reading the, the New York Times book review and she read a review of Harry Potter. So we were like among the first people to have Harry Potter. I think it was it was mm-hmm. really 1998. Um, and I hadn't even heard of it when it, it landed on the kitchen table. Um, but it was, you know, it was that my, my um, that definitely encouraged me toward fantasy. Um, we would, you know, go to the library in Barnes Noble all the time. Like it was an activity for us. Um, it was very... Um, yeah, my, my childhood was very focused on, on learning in a lot of different areas and kind of wherever that, wherever that came. Uh, so whether that was, you know, secular learning by watching PBS or it was, you know, reading Harry Potter and imagining or writing stories or if that was, you know, learning for my, for my bat mitzvah or anything like that. Um, it, it really, yeah, it, it was all about kind of discovery and understanding and, and, living more and more in like a headspace that valued both Torah and secular learning kind of in a, in a, in a, like in one of those like swirly lollipops where there's like different colors that they kind of all go together. So I imagine you didn't learn too much Gemara coming out of Beis Yaakov, but maybe you learned some Agadah or some um, Ein Yaakov. I'm just curious and maybe the answer is totally no, but is there anything that you see sort of, I don't know, coming out of the, the Agadah or sort of like fanciful stories that are meant to teach lessons that are in the Gemara that sort of taps into your love of, you know, some of these stories and fan does that make sense how what I'm saying like is there any sort of part within Judaism or Jewish text that sort of plays into this you know fantasy um you know fiction that you uh love to follow and read um yeah that's something that I'm actually more discovering now because you know in in Beisakov we we didn't uh I mean obviously I I don't mean to make a generalization but my education didn't really distinguish too much between um Medrash and and actual text um so so for me it's like every every so often i'll still come across like you know like they you know and they they threw Abraham in the fire and i'll be and somebody will be like that's actually a medrash and i'm like oh right okay um but it is like in terms of learning um, this isn't exactly the right word but that the mythology of judaism and the stories that kind of are um part of the of the atmosphere of being Jewish that's definitely something that appeals to me a lot and I think that 
maybe isn't tapped into in terms of fiction as much as it as it could be. So that definitely is something that that appeals to me um, a lot, and and I, I think it would be great if we could tell stories that were about more than the golem, honestly. Exactly. So okay, so you're you're in base Yaakov, You're reading these books alone. When did you discover a community of other Orthodox Jewish fangirls? Like how and where do you find each other? Is I'm imagining social media might be a good place or do you meet at certain locations and then more of you come and what do you do together? Tell us how fangirls, Orthodox fangirls um, hang out. So, I mean, so that was actually an interesting story. Um, just because of my nature, a lot of my friends had similar interests to me Um you know, not all, but but a lot of them were watching Star Wars also and reading Harry Potter, and we would, you know, talk about it in Beit over in high school together. Um, but in terms of like making this a community, uh, it was it was kind of funny because I went to a, a nerd a nerdy event um, a couple of years ago with uh, three of my friends, all of whom are other Orthodox women, uh, and there were two other Orthodox women sitting in front of us. Uh, and we we didn't know them, but we kind of like gave each other like the, the smile and the like, oh yeah, I see you. And then, uh, and I, I was kind of like slowly putting the pieces together. And then we walked out and like ran straight into like another two girls who were also from. And I was like, man, it would be great if we had a way to connect somehow and like you know, kind of kind of engineer what had come naturally a lot of the time. And that was when I, I decided to start the, uh, the Facebook group, um, Orthodox Ladies United and Fandom. And it, I was honestly shocked at how, at how much that, that did become engineered. And people were, you know, the natural communities of friends, of, you know, everybody having fellow, like nerds having nerd friends, adding their friends, adding their friends, and adding their friends, and then other people hearing about it. Like, it was, it was honestly remarkable to me um, how that community like how big, exploded, how big honestly. is the Facebook group now? Uh, I think we have almost 3,000 members. Wow. That's surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know how many Orthodox women were united in fandom. Um, and so, <laughs> and what is it just, I'm saying is, are people just posting articles and ideas or, you know, uh, I don't know, fandom recipes, like what goes on in such a group? So it's, it's everything. Um, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, one of one of our something that's always a big conversation is when we have, you know, a, a yuntif coming up or something. Um, definitely recipes, but also like, what are you reading over the holiday? Like, everybody will will want to, you know, share share uh, stories and 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 um, recommendations for for good material for games and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of conversation about, you know, the latest episode of Supergirl or, you know, um, you know, there's a, there's a huge, you know, um, Avengers Infinity War is coming out, uh, this week, <laughs> which is a real bummer for those of us who don't see movies over the, uh, over Spira. Um, so, you know, so def- definitely. So then that, beca- that becomes a, uh, United and fan and fangirl orthodox, uh, from girl problem. I'm saying that you can combine the, the two different groups. Um, yeah, so, I'm much, yeah. so what's, Meaning like, so in another group, it was just, you know, um, a group of fangirls or talking about fandom, it would just be more general, but because your group has the rhythm of Shabbos and holidays and Kashras, so sort of those, um, I guess, pieces of your life sort of fit in and it, it becomes sort of how the two intersect. 
Yes. Yeah, very much so. That that was my goal in that um, a lot of the time when you are, when you're from and you're nerdy, you have to qualify. Uh, nerdy people a lot of the time find online communities. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I know I'm, I'm part of a lot of them. Um, and we would, you know, I, I would often not tell people, you know, even if, even if it got to the point where I was like genuinely friends with some of the people I knew online, uh, I, I wouldn't talk very much about being Orthodox. Um, and, you know, if there was a television show on on Friday night, I would just be like, come on on monthly Shabbos and be like, oh, yeah, gosh, I just saw that. That was so great. Um, and kind of hide it because I didn't want to go into, like, why, like, what Jewish observance is, why I'm as religious as I am, which for a lot of people is, is kind of a foreign thing. Um, and hearing the word Orthodox, I think, for a lot of people is like, oh, you must live in a box. <laughs> like, we're black all the time. And I'm like, actually, I do wear black a lot of the time, but just because I look good in black, not because my religion tells me to. Um, now, it's interesting because, yeah. you know, and as someone who, this is what we do, we we want people to, you know, <laughs> sort of talk about this and, again, get the world over these stereotypes. And I'm not begrudging you for doing that because I understand it's complicated and it's not so easy. But, like, isn't it ironic that this is a group of people that don't fit into sort of the larger world or larger society? and sort of gather together in sort of these smaller groups of like being the oddball and ball and then like you're the oddball of the oddballs. You know what I'm saying? Like like that Abraham was the what was he? Um Ivory is like sort of the other, right? Like have you thought about that? Yeah, I mean I think it, well every group has their 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 mores, you know, what's normal for the group. Um mm-hmm. it happens to be a lot of the time in nerd circles, uh religion is not super cool. Um, you know, people people are very progressive and people are very um, scientifically minded a lot of the time. Um, so it, it kind of, honestly, it, it worked both ways. That I didn't necessarily, not that I ever, you know, when I was in the Jewish environment, that I ever, like, hid that I liked Harry Potter. I, I certainly never would have said no um, if somebody had asked me if I liked Star Wars. But it wasn't something that I felt that I could display. So I was hmm. kind of hiding parts of myself in both areas. And hmm. what, what, like, it's interesting that you mentioned, like, that, that that is what we're trying to do, because I've actually felt significantly more empowered to, you know, speak to my friends about being religious and, you know, not make a huge deal out of it, but, like, explain why I can or cannot do things or, you know, um, talk openly about what my holiday has been like um, after, after Olaf and having found a community of people where I don't have to explain either one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, like, obviously, this is sort of like my thing in life, but it just seems like, you know, people's minds are only going to get open when they find people who are religious and believe in science, when they find people who are religious and maybe share similar political political views, meaning they'll just continue sort of the same stereotypes. And, you know, ever someone sort of feels challenged by that, I love actually calling people out on their progressive views. Well, don't you believe in, you know, different choices and people having agency? And so... Um, I mean, you know, obviously you can do what you want, but I think, um, I think it would be just great to, and there's probably a bunch of Jews and Jews well in this space that don't know too much. And it can really be an opportunity for, um, you know, for more information. Um, we have just a few minutes left. Um, I want to hear there's a Jewish Comic-Con coming up, which we have covered before, but, um, tell us what you're going to be doing there. Um, probably women in the fandom geek space probably less women than men or am I just being stereotypical? 
You know, I, I, it's hard to say. Definitely, uh, the first Jewish Comic Con, uh, which was almost two years ago now, I think, um, it was definitely a lot more, uh, men than women, um, for, for various reasons. Uh, so I've, I've sort of like unofficially made it my mission to, to spread the word to a lot of female geeks. Um, I think that there's, Still a lot of stereotypes in terms of who who likes what. Um, you know, like like girls don't like comics, which is nonsense. Plenty of girls like comics. Um, yeah. So so Jewish Comic Con is. Um, I'm not I'm not like officially involved in it, but I am going to be doing a panel with my co-hosts on Nice Jewish Man Girls, and we're going to talk about being women in in a space that like is kind of often doubly not expected to have women in it. So like the the religious sphere of like being active um as a religious person um and as an orthodox person and then also um as a woman right sorry Oh, but I'm saying it's like sort of three levels. I'm saying like the nerd already is like sort of separate from society. And then the Orthodox Jew is separate from the nerd. And then the, the, the separate from the Orthodox Jewish nerd from society. So it's sort of like right. many levels of, you know, not not the norm. Right. It is a trifecta. And, and I really hope to explore that um, dichotomy because I do think these things go together. That's that's kind of what I've I've aimed to do. But I, I, yeah, I, my my goal is definitely to talk about, uh, to promote women in this space and kind of normalize, you know, like women, women are here. Women have always been nerds and always been Jews and there wouldn't be any Jews if there weren't any women. So. so with about two minutes left to wrap things up, what is, I guess, the, what's the balance or how do the two work together or how, how does, you know, nerdum from fandom you know, geek, geeking out, how does that, um, I don't know, speak to your Judaism or how does that, um, I don't know, influence or improve or is there a way that you are maybe a better Eved Hashem through the lens of this geek world that you're in? Um, I mean, I can only, I can only hope to be, um, but I, I, you know, I think that there is something in... But I, I don't I don't use this um, parallel often, but I think that there is something to be said about Judaism as a fandom of like of something that you're willing to devote yourself to, and that's something that I've actually found surprises some people when I when I tell them that I'm Orthodox, and you know I, I think it's ironic because I'm 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 willing to devote myself enough to you know a story uh, a, a fictional story to to go to a convention for it. So why on earth would I not need to, you know, stand all day on Yom Kippur, you know, to, to talk to God and tell him my story. So I think mm-hmm. that there, there are parallels in that passion. And, um, it's a, it's a tricky area cause you don't, you don't want to go too far in either direction, but I think there is kind of a, a, a middle path that can be walked of incorporating that, that, um, like that, that wholeheartedness, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that fandom is, um, in, into Judaism. Love it. Lo- love the middle path. Yeah. No, I love the middle path and I love, um, sort of showing that you can walk and balance and 
really have access to things that, again, might not seem so typical, but if you like it and, you know, it can be within the boundaries, then then why not? Why do we have to limit ourselves? Um, Michal, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we hope you, you have a great, um, you know, panel at uh, Jewish Comic Con and that you keep on um I don't even know what the right thing is, rocking it out within your fandom. I don't even know what fan, fandom <laughs> people say to each other because I'm just, I'm a real nerd. Um, and thank you for <laughs> listening. You can catch us same time, same place next week. Bye-bye.